Hey, it's Sarah, and this is Kids These Days, a podcast brought to you by funding through the Kansas Department for Children and Families. So, now that you know all about the whole body teaching tool that is music, I thought the cherry on top of this little mini-series would be to have a quick episode to share resources you can use to find more and varied music activities to use in your program. But before we jump into the resources, I want to share something I found on this really great website. Well, I guess this is a resource, but I want to share this really specific piece. Um, it's from the Extension Alliance for Better Childcare, and there are some phenomenal resources on this website, and not just for music. So please check it out, and remember the web address will be in the show notes for you. So on the Extension Alliance's website, they have an article titled The Music Center in Childcare. And in this article, they outline what they see as some guidelines for the teacher's role in planting and facilitating music experiences in the program. And I want to share them with you word for word. So here goes. So teacher's role is to provide a variety of music that children can listen to individually, you know, like on a CD player or radio or whatever listening device you use, and to be sure to include headphones so that if you just have one or two kids that want to listen, not everybody has to hear it. They see the teacher's role as making puppets available to act out songs or enhance creative movement activities, to give children opportunities to choose music, musical instruments, and creative movement props, to introduce children to musical instruments and music players and talk about how they work, to build in chances for children to make their own rhythm instruments, such as tambourines, maracas, rain sticks. I'm telling you, empty formula cans, um, empty baby food jars. Ooh, those wipes containers. Oh, um, puffs, puffs containers, the, the cylindrical ones. Those are great. Just make sure if you put something in it, like beans or whatever, that you hot glue the top and or tape it real good because they'll get it undone. <laughs> Um, they also talk about the role being the role of the teacher to introduce new songs and artists to, ch to children during large and small group activities, and then make some of that musical music available during free play. Again, you know, on those devices where they can listen to it or in the dramatic play area, but make it available so that they can come back and choose it. And don't limit yourself to just children's songs. Children can learn from classical, rock, folk, country, African, salsa, many varieties of music. Um, just be sure that you listen to the songs before you share them with the children to make sure that the lyrics are appropriate. I will tell you, uh, Kids Bop is, I know, was always a really popular um, CD in many of the centers I've worked in, but I will tell you that... Um, it's not always necessarily appropriate for especially little biddies. So be real mindful of that. Listen to those songs before you share them. This is another great opportunity to get your parents involved. Ask them to share um, songs from their home, from their culture. Have them record them, have them share them. But again, just make sure that you're listening to songs, just like you should always be reading through books before you share them with kids. And then finally, they talk about the teacher's role in music as to experiment with audio or video recording of children's musical movement moments, um, letting children build their observation and vocabulary skills as they go back and listen to or watch themselves. 
You guys have seen it. Kids love seeing themselves on video, on in pictures, what have you. But I I I want to challenge you to try recording kids because them listening to themselves is just it's fantastic. And then one last thing that I want to add um, that I meant to say in the first episode, and I think maybe I didn't, but one thing that I notice across the board when I work with parents, providers, anyone, is making sure that when we have music on, that it always has a purpose. Having music on in the background for adults is way different than having music on in the background with children. Remember, children are still building those connections in their brains and still learning how to listen and filter things out. So if we have music going on in the background in, say, an infant or toddler classroom, and we're expecting those children to listen to, you know, instructions or conversations, et cetera, that we're having with them, their little brains have to filter out the music and other background noises in order to concentrate focus, hear what you and others are saying. So let's cut down some of the work that their brain has to do, right? Because dude, it's hard being a toddler, man, like you understand a lot of words, but you can't say a lot of words. Sometimes your ears hurt, your teeth hurt. So let's cut down on some of that frustration and make sure that we don't have TVs on in the background, radio on in the background, unless it's for a purpose. So if you have a music activity going and everybody's super excited about it, but then kids start to kind of dwindle and then you notice nobody's over in the music area, just make sure you check in with folks and say, hey, is everybody done with music? Because I'm going to turn it off if we are. And if they're not done, cool. And then based on your level of comfort with the equipment in your classroom or your program, encourage the children to, like if you have a CD player that you're listening to music in the music area, when you're done, encourage children, I'm sorry, when children are done, encourage them, empower them to turn the music off when they're done. And again, that's your level of comfort, um, their age level, ability, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so let's talk about some specific resources. And you guys, hopefully by now listening to almost a whole year of this podcast, you know that we just hit the highlights on things because there's just so much out there. Um, But hopefully this handful of resources I'm going to share with you will get you going and will get you some really cool ideas that we would love for you to share back with us on social media. Um... To get to these resources that I'm going to talk about, because I'm not going to share the specific um, web address, just to kind of save on time. When you are in the episode of whatever podcast player you listen to, just scroll down through it and you'll see where it um, says show notes or tells you on today's episode we talked about. And then below that are going to be um, hyperlinks that you can click on that will take you to each of these pages. And if you have questions, just shout out to us on social media um, at our email, kidsthesedayspod at gmail, and um, we will get right back with you. So let's dive into these resources. Um, We have the ITSN Pinterest page, uh, the music and movement, and then the Casito Pinterest page, the music to our ears. 
And just know these are Pinterest pages that are curated by ITSN and Casido staff members. So you know that they're developmentally appropriate and sure to be a hit with the little ones. And then we have the U.S. Department of Education's Talk, Read, and Sing. Um, On this page, they talk about how research has found that um, when we provide children, you know, birth to five with consistent language-rich experiences like talking, reading, singing, um, this can have an important benefit on their brain development, like we talked about before, like Sharon talked about, and their future school success. But again, what research has found is that many families lack access to the types of resources that can help them make the most of these language-building experiences. And this website kind of creates... um, a fix to the gap in that quantity or quality of words that children are learning, which again, directly impacts their opportunities to succeed. The next resource I want to talk about is The Learning Groove. And The Learning Groove is a website that has a bunch of exciting songs and stories that are educationally designed to to energize language development and empower children to reach their full musical potential. And it's perfect for early childhood classrooms and young children at home. And I can contest to that as it is something that I definitely use a lot. If you have worked with children, (laughs) um, I don't know, ever, you've probably heard of Greg and Steve. They're kind of this dynamic duo of vocal artists that have a ton of songs and CDs for kids. Um, Some of my favorites are Kids in Motion and Animal Action. And they also have some really great videos that you can use um, to give kids examples of dance moves. And then we have Yoga Palooza, which I believe we've shared this this resource on a previous episode, but I can't remember. Um, Yoga Palooza is facilitated by Barry Coral, and it's a program that makes yoga engaging and fun and magical, right? And it teaches you all about kids' yoga and mindfulness, uh, you can check out her page for it for more information, which is linked in here. And you can check out the Casido courses page to enroll in one of her upcoming classes because Casido partners with Barry um, to offer some classes for you to take. Uh, then we have <laughs> Cuckoo Kangaroo, right? This is a band from Minnesota with a whole bunch of fun interactive dance videos on YouTube. Um, my favorite of which, thanks to my teammate Chelsea introducing me, is Popsico. And I promise if you watch it, it will be stuck in your head for the rest of the day as it has been mine. <laughs> but I really like that specific song because it involves all of the children um, and gives them some creative license to go for it, which you'll see when you click on it. Um, the next uh, resource is Kinder Music, which again, that's that curriculum that empowers young children to learn through music that Rudy and our guest Sharon spoke about on last week's episode. So feel free to click on their website, look for classes around you, um, re-listen to Sharon tell us all about it. The next resource that I have is the website, The Genius of Play. Uh, It's definitely one of my go-tos. It has expert advice on a variety of early childhood topics, toy suggestions, and play ideas and games that are broken down by age group and by developmental area. 
So it's not just stuff about music. This will be a really great resource for you overall, but they do have some cool music activities on there. Then we have um, Zero to Threes, Using Music and Early Childhood Classrooms to Support and Nurture Children's Developmental Skills. And I know that says classrooms, but that also means childcare in uh, family childcare in homes, those types of programs as well. So this resource offers specific activity suggestions to support learning and growth in those areas that we talked about two weeks ago, that social, emotional, physical, cognitive, and language development for infants, toddlers, and preschoolers. Then we have the Early Childhood Music and Movement Association. And I'll be honest, this was a new uh, resource to me that I found when researching for these um, episodes. But I just thought it was really cool and I wanted to share it because um, ECMMA believes that appropriate, purposeful music and movement experiences enhance early childhood development. And, you know, they seek to support early childhood music and movement practitioners like you guys by providing resources, advocacy, professional development, and collaboration opportunities. So be sure to click into that website and check some of those things out. Um, next is that Extension Alliance for Better Child Care. That's the website that I referenced at the top of the show. They have articles and resources about high-quality high child care for children of all ages. Um, the one that I referenced earlier... Uh, and then I have specific links down here in the show notes that is for how do I choose music that's appropriate for children in my care and finger plays and songs for child care. So that's pretty cool. And one of the subsequent resources I got from this uh, extension website is the Association for Library Service to Children. And it's the notable children's recordings from 2021. So it's a list of recordings of songs for children 14 years and younger that um, demonstrate respect for young people's intelligence and imagination, um, exhibit venturesome creativity, great words, and reflect and encourage the interests of children and young adolescents in exemplary ways. So those are some really great words. Sounds like something to check out. Um, then we have the Children's Music Network, and this organization celebrates the positive power of music in the lives of children by sharing songs, exchanging ideas, and creating community. And I think we all know, man, I think the one thing that hopefully we've all taken in our learning from COVID is that that sense of community and that, that ability to reach out to others when you need help is so important. And that was one of the things I loved about this Children's Music Network. Then we have Head Starts, ECLKC, Let's Talk About Music. And it's a video from the training team at Head Start. And it shows how adults can support the development of infants and toddlers through adapting songs to fit the age and development of the children in their care. So like I said, it's a video. Um, I know sometimes I would rather watch and hear than read, so that's there for you. Um, and then finally, <laughs> I wanted to provide a resource that further supports music's whole body teaching tool concept. And this comes from healthychildren.org, and it's called Music and Mood. And this um, super quick read talks more about the mental health benefits of music, 
Um, I think this would be really great to share with other staff members that you work with or other providers in your um, network or parents. Okay. Wow. I told you that would be quick. Well, I mean, quick for me anyway. (laughs) So remember, please scroll down through the show notes of this episode so that you can dive more deeply into all of those resources we just covered. And while you're scrolling through the show notes, don't forget to rate, review, and hit the subscribe button. This is what helps us get kids these days to more and more people. So let's spread the word. And check us out on social media, Instagram and Facebook at Kids These Days Pod, and share with us what kind of music activities you are doing in your program. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Kids These Days is a co-production of the Casita Kids Infant Toddler Specialist Network and Workforce Development Programs. These programs are supported through a grant from the Kansas Department for Children and Families Child Care and Early Education Services. However, information or opinions expressed herein do not necessarily reflect the position or policy of the agency, and no official endorsement should be inferred. If you have questions, comments, suggestions, or want to share your practice related to this or a previous episode, please email kidsthesedayspod at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at kidsthesedayspod. Be sure to check out the infographic and other resources for this episode in the show notes. Don't forget to hit subscribe. This episode was written, recorded, and edited by Sarah Holmes. Infographics by Rudy Benavides. Music track Hackbeat by Kevin McLeod. See you next time on Kids These Days.